Next on BYU Sports Nation, the most valuable defensive player on the 2016 BYU football team. NFL and BYU linebacker alumnus David Nixon will join us to make his preseason MVP MVP pick. Plus, Denver Nuggets and NBA beat reporter Chris Dempsey on Jimmer Fredette's chances of landing a roster spot in the Mile High City. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Is this thing on? We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, July 12th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with protein bar developer Jason Shepard. The key is to not let it taste like a protein bar. Mm. You know I'm all about the Power Crunch. The French Vanilla Power Crunch, I had one this morning. (laughs) It is fabulous. What about the Luna Bar? Cookie dough flavor. No. Some of those, honestly, there are very few... That what they look great. The idea behind they do them look, are great. They do look amazing. But there are very few that once you eat them, <laughs> do you think to yourself, "Yeah, that was a good idea." <laughs> Half the time, you're like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have eaten that." That was not. I a like wise the power choice. crunch. You know, and I've I you have tasted French vanilla. French vanilla, the power crunch. Not it tastes to... it tastes like a like a like a sugar wafer. How does it have protein in it? That's what I want to know. How many grams of protein are in that thing? I'm going to be honest with you. They could be lying to me. The package could be completely <laughs> lying. It just tastes really good. <laughs> but as long as it says protein bar, half a gram of protein. It says 14 grams of protein. Oh, 14 grams. Oh, yeah. Man, mm. you are our protein bar developer. Good grief. <laughs> uh, you know who's had a few protein bars in his life? Or at least it seems so. Is Mo Longy. And on that note... Julie Tracy at jtracy2511 tweeted in the following, Welcome home to our great nephew Mason. BYU Sports Nation, look who his last companion was. Attached is a picture of Mo Longy, the 6'7", 400-pound BYU football recruit <laughs> signed in February of 2015. And to me, Jason, it looks like Mo has lost a little bit of weight. I know. It jumped out to me as well. See, this is I'm not sure that this is a photo that you want the opposition to see. <laughs> I want Mo Longy in those pictures where he looked like Andre the Giant and Vicini in uh, The Princess Bride, where it was just, you know, complete opposites. By the way, Mason, her nephew, is probably like 6'1", 250 pounds. Yeah, he's much more proportioned than some of the other pictures we've seen <laughs> with looks, Mo. <laughs> he still looks miniature compared to <laughs> Mo Longy. Credit Mo and his hard work as a missionary in the 115 nay 122 degree heat it's a dry heat of phoenix arizona (laughs) i love that argument it's a dry heat 122 i don't care if it's dry that's terrible and i talked i talked to my dad who lives back in missouri and so there's a lot of humidity and it'll be 90 degrees there and 90 degrees here and he was like yeah but but you don't have any humidity that's true dad but it's also still 90 degrees. It's, <laughs> it's still, still hot. hot. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Butkus Award watch list came out today. Harvey Longy, not Harvey Kongy, is on the <laughs> list of 51 candidates. The Butkus Award given to the nation's best linebacker. And yes, that's a true story. He was listed as Harvey Kongy. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because on the keyboard, 
the K and the L are right <laughs> next to each other. But you would think that you would proofread that before hitting send. But I digress. Good stuff. Jimmer Fredette had 18 points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal for the Denver Nuggets in their 92-81 to loss to the Miami Heat last night in the Vegas Summer League. And get this, Nuggets GM Tim Conley said during an in-game interview that Jimmer is, quote, one of the best shooters in the world. Will he give him a spot on the 12-man roster then for the Denver Nuggets? Hey, he's a decision-maker saying this. I mean... It looks good, right? I would right? rather him say that than not say it. <laughs> He's not one of the best shooters in the world. I would rather hear that. Kyle Collinsworth played 12 minutes, had four points, three rebounds, and an assist for the Dallas Mavericks. They lost to the Toronto Raptors in NBA Summer League play. The Mavs play the Boston Celtics tonight. You can watch that on ESPN2 starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Probably a couple of cutaway shots of uh, Danny Ainge. Mm. He's always down there. Well, the BYU ties, Absol- of course. Absolutely. Uh, former BYU... I said it again. Not former BYU baseball player. He's still part of the team. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said that again. Why? Dude, the baseball insider. I, are, are you like I withholding don't. things from us, Jason? It's just weird seeing them play on another team. This yeah. is not former. Yes. BYU baseball's Keaton Kringlin went two for four with two RBI in a run. That's better. While BYU baseball player Daniel Schneeman also finished two for five with two RBI playing for the Chico Heat as they beat the Portland Pickles mm. 9-5 last night in the Great West League. I love Daniel Schneeman's walk-up song, Slim Shady. <laughs> Slim Schneeman! I actually like Keaton Kringlin's walk-up song, and, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called, but his, his walk-up song was my favorite. It was your favorite? Yeah, it was my favorite of all of them. And you them. can't remember I it? I can't remember the name of it. I even <laughs> asked him one time, I'm like, I can't remember the name of it. Will you remind me? And I've forgotten already. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The 2016 BYU Football Defensive MVP. They rush three. Finley. Intercepted by Kai Nakua. His second pick of the night. And BYU is going to hang on. Nakua could house this thing. He does. Oh, the glory. Remember when Kai Nakua received a Heisman vote after his trifecta of interceptions against Boise State last season? That's a true story. Gannett Media had Kai Nakua receiving a fifth-place vote in the Heisman Wasn't race. the Orlando Sentinel? Was it? No, it wasn't. I'm just saying because they like to cover BYU. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Jason Shepard. It might as well have been the Orlando Sentinel. Are they related to Gannett Media? Who it doesn't knows? matter. Now he's a senior, Kai Nakua, and back to lead the BYU secondary, and he is my preseason defensive MVP for BYU football. I'll tell you the specifics of why Kai is my guy in a minute. But for now, what say ye, BYU Sports Nation? With our Twitter question. Yes. Who will be the best defensive player for BYU in 2016? First tweet in from at BYU Teddy Bear 89. The Warner brothers will be the consistent excitement for the defense, but the surprise joy will be Kafusi 2.0. Wow, Corbin Kafusi as the unheralded. Uh, under-the-radar player on the defensive side of the ball in 2016. That's Now, that is a bold prediction. Hmm. It is interesting, though, that uh, at BYU, Teddy Bear 89 brings up the Warner Brothers because, for me, I'm going with one of the Warner Brothers, and I'm going with the elder oh, okay. Warner Brother. The elder wand. Exactly. Fred <laughs> Warner is my pick for BYU's best defensive player in 2016. But as we've seen with Fred... 
the key for him will be health. And so now I have a full offseason to just get bigger and faster, to work on my craft, and then I obviously have two years of experience under my belt, just that confidence builder. Um, And just going into this next season, I feel like the sky's the limit for me. I feel like I can just go out there and play and do do what I'm capable of. And if you forgot, he had some significant injuries, including a broken back, for crying out loud. He's healthy. And that's, as he, as he said, that's, that's huge for him. I mean, just imagine, this is the first offseason for him where he's been able to have a, a full offseason of participation without having to worry about rehabbing to get back. That's a huge deal. Not only is that a huge deal physically, that's a huge deal mentally to not have to deal with that. I mean, you look at what he did last year. Two INTs in 2015, four sacks, he had 67 tackles last year, which was third on the team. We always hear the comparisons to Kyle Van Oy, and I think that's a fair comparison, especially with the talent level that he has. His, his skill set is hashtag elite. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but, it, but it's been hampered because of the injury. And I, I love what he's going to be able to do as a pass rusher. I love the speed. I, I think for me, he's the guy, and it may be the easy answer, but for me, I think he's the guy that's the best defensive player in 2016. Fred's a baller. He's got the right attitude. I'll give him that. You know, when he joined us last on BYU Sports Nation, he, he looked at those numbers and he was like, I had an okay season. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever. And, but that's, that's how he honestly feels. He feels like he can go next level because he is healthy. So I like your pick, but I still think it's going to be kind of cool. My defensive football MVP for BYU 2016 preseason because of the veteran leadership that he brings back. He's a senior. He was a high school quarterback. He sees the game develop before it happens on the field, and he uses that to a major advantage. There's a reason he was one of the top 10 interception leaders in the country last year, because he knows what the quarterback's going to do before he does it. He sees into his eyes, he makes his projection before the play starts, and he's in the right position at the right time. Kainakua makes a habit of making big plays as a defender. And he's got a nose for the end zone to top it all off. So kind of cool for me will be the key, the integral part of this new 4-3 BYU defense. I know that there's not major shifting in the secondary because there will be four defensive backs back there, but I think he's the quarterback of the defense. Uh, People are going to look to him to tell them where to be and when to be there and what's going to happen. I think he is my preseason MVP. And not only that, he leads a team in interceptions that bring back a ton of combined interceptions. They didn't lose a lot, and that's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Of the 15 interceptions by BYU last year, only two were by non-returning players. Bronson Kafusi had one, and Jordan Prater had one. The other 13 all back. Kai Nakua with his six. Fred Warner, Harvey Longy, Micah Hanneman all had two apiece. Michael Shelton had one as well. That makes me feel better about BYU bringing on a new defensive scheme when you have that much experience, especially in pass defense. That's what makes this topic, I think, exciting for BYU fans and us quite frankly, to be able to talk about. Because when we're talking about the best defensive players, there's a lot of different guys that you could choose. Obviously, I, I went with Warner. You went with Kainakua. But 
the guys that you just mentioned, Harvey Longy could have very easily been the guy that we picked for this. I mean, he was second in the team in tackles last year with 68. He had four and a half sacks, two INTs. Both came in that game on the road at UCLA. He's the defensive play caller. This guy has so much responsibility on his plate, and he just has that mentality. Since coming over to the defensive side of the football, he has excelled. He just has that mentality. So you could have very easily gone with a guy like Harvey Longy. What about Travis Tuiloma? Maybe he's the guy that we're all overlooking and we shouldn't be because he's dealing with the Liz Frank injury, I know, of all the injuries to have. Close to the same one that Taysom Hill. There are varying degrees of that, but he needs to get healthy as well. Micah Hanneman said something very interesting in Studio B about Travis Tuiloma and what he brings to the team. Listen to this. But um, Travis Tuiloma, he's like, if you notice the difference between when he was playing nose tackle in our games, between when he's not, there's a huge difference. So, like, if you can control the line up there as defensive lineman, then it changes the game a lot. He dominates on defense. Like, he really does. He doesn't know how good he is either. He, he dominates people. That's from his teammate. <laughs> how, and that's, he's not alone. I have talked to several BYU players that constantly bring up Travis Tuiloma and what he does for the BYU defense. If he's healthy, he could be the guy for BYU, and he'll be more of a pass rusher. He'll get to the quarterback more because they'll be in a 4-3. I, just, I hope everybody's healthy by September 3rd, Jason. Countdown to the Wildcats. 53 days. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Who will be the best defensive player for BYU in 2016? It starts against Arizona in 53 days. At Ron Bond 2015 says, Harvey Longy, leading returning tackler from last year. Got turnovers. He's a leader, and he's a beast on the field. Coming up in 20 minutes, who's David Nixon's choice for BYU defensive MVP? And can Jimmer Fredette find a spot on the Nuggets roster? Denver Post beat writer Chris Dempsey joins us next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation going right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation along with the nearly 16,000. And use the hashtag BYUSN. You just mentioned Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, at BYUSN. On Instagram, we're also BYU Sports Nation. And on Snapchat, it's BYUSN. Jason Shepard is a recent Snapchat signee. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Snapchatter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> I, had two, I, had two, I had two this morning, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Who will be the best defensive player for BYU in 2016? Maybe Jason will Snapchat that answer out later. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 says, Fred Warner will have a huge year with the opportunities in this new defense and a full, healthy offseason to improve. I think that absolutely is the key factor for Fred. He's healthy for the first time. Fully. Let's go, man. That should worry the opposition. Because look what he did when he was still coming back from injuries. Now you get him healthy? Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like the prospect. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our first guest of the day as we transition from football now to NBA basketball is Chris Dempsey, NBA and Denver Nuggets beat writer. Chris, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hi, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Uh, we want to know, what, what were the initial intentions of the Denver Nuggets when they decided to sign Jimmer to their summer league team? I know he trains a lot in Denver. Did that have something to do with it? 
Yeah, I mean, it did. You know, you know, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty small basketball community here, and so when professionals are kind of in town and training regularly, you know, that's a very easy. It gets around pretty quick, and uh, you know, there's uh, pretty quick ties to the Nuggets organization there. But you know, the other thing is, is that Jimmer for. Uh, 40-some-odd games played for the coaches at the, that are currently the Nuggets coaches, Michael Malone and Mike Norrie, who was a Nuggets summer league coach. They were both in Sacramento uh, when Jimmer was in Sacramento. So, you know, there were ties there as well. So it was a pretty natural fit to have him come on. And, you know, the, the Nuggets are a team that's looking for more shooting and just kind of wanted to also not, – not so much that they're even looking for more shooting, uh, but they also wanted to try some new things offensively. Uh, and the more shooters they could have on a summer league team to get some of those concepts on the court, uh, the better. And so, and, and then for Jimmer, uh, it was just a situation where they, you know, they want to help him. They, they like Jimmer as a person. They always have, uh, you know, they like him as a player as well. And so if they can kind of help him put himself on display, uh, for the rest of the NBA, and they were willing to do that as well. Nuggets general manager Tim Connolly, during an interview uh, from last night's game, called Jimmer Fredette one of the best shooters in the world and said he just needs an opportunity. What do you yeah. read into that? Does, that? does that suggest that just maybe Tim and the Nuggets are going to give Jimmer that shot? Yeah, it'd be very difficult to see that happen in, uh, in Denver just because of the amount of players already in their backcourt. You're talking about Emmanuel Moutier and Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and Will Barton and Jameer Nelson and all these guys who are uh, very established and guys who have played, all played significant roles on the team last season. They're all back. And, uh, and then, obviously, Jamal Murray didn't play a significant role on the team last season. He's their draft pick this year. Uh, but he will play. So, it's uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I, I don't expect that Jimmer would be on the Nuggets roster in the fall. But what – I think he's showing, uh, at least through these first few games, that he deserves to be on somebody's roster. And uh, just in case anybody forgot, this man can still shoot the ball to a very high degree. Uh, in the NBA, even in the short amount of time, it's not been a ton of years since Jimmer uh, was, was in BYU and coming out uh, in, into the NBA. But even in that six-year span, that five- to six-year span, we've seen such an uptick in the NBA in terms of uh, the value of of, of shooters, uh, guys who can really fill it up and fill it up from deep, uh, that this is a very good time to be Jimmer Fredette, to be uh, quite honest with you. So um, if he can put some of that stuff on the court, which he has uh, in, the, in these first few games, and, and then show some other things. You know, the, one, the, one of the things I liked, especially in the first couple of games, was his ability to run the team in pick-and-roll situations, not just kind of iso it out and jack up a three, uh, run a team as well, fight on defense as well, and if he can put some of these things on the court, uh, I, I have no doubt that he'll be invited to somebody's training camp in the fall. Chris Dempsey joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. He covers the Denver Nuggets for the Denver Post. And as you mentioned, everybody knows what Jimmer can do, but heading into the summer league, I think there were still well, – what does he still have left in the tank? Can he keep doing this? When you look at the numbers that he's been putting up in the summer league, do you think he's opened some eyes maybe within the Denver organization or around the league? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I, I think with Jimmer and, and – he, you know, so he played six games last season, split between two teams, I believe it was the Pelicans and the Knicks. And you know, I, I just think that a couple of things got, uh, you know, you know kind of lent to his struggles early on. And one, you know, the speed of the NBA uh, was a little overwhelming at, at times for him. He didn't know when and where his shots were coming, so he took a lot of bad shots or long shots 
shots at certainly at that time in the NBA. Uh, they're not looking for players to take those kinds of shots. Um, and uh, defensively, he struggled a little bit. And so I, what I think he's had to do is kind of come to grips with some of the, uh, some of the uh, deficiencies in his game, um, fill those gaps, you know, make sure that he's uh, shored up his game in a way that, that now when an, an executive or a coach looks at him and says, okay, I can put this player on the court and trust him on the court. And I think that that trust wasn't always there uh, with Jimmer on the court in the past. And so I, what I think he's, uh, you know, from, from, my, from my view of things, uh, you know, he's showing that he can be, uh, he's a player that can be trusted on the basketball court in a number of different ways. Handling the basketball. Can you, do, you know, are you going to be able to, uh, you know, keep possession of the ball through pressure defense, through double teams, these kinds of things. And so um, the more he puts those kinds of things on the court, you know, the shooting, we, I think we all know the shooting eventually is going to be there, even if he has a shoot, bad shooting day or two. Uh, but the rest of these things are the are, are the things that are going to get him back in the NBA, and I think he's doing a good job to this point uh, of showing that, hey, I have shored up some of these things in my game. We're talking with Denver Nuggets beat writer Chris Dempsey on BYU Sports Nation about Jimmer Fredette and his play in the NBA Summer League. We asked the question yesterday, what's the best professional basketball fit for Jimmer Fredette right now, worldwide? Mm. I mean, is is there... Is there a good fit for him in terms of an NBA team right now? Like, if you could put him on any NBA team, which would it be? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good question. I would say, you know, here's how I'll answer that question. I think any team, any team that has a player that demands a double team is a good team for Jimmer Fredette to be on right now. Because I think we, you know, I think his best situation is if he's, uh, the guy that the ball is being kicked out to for the dagger three or for the, you know, or over uh, through the course of the game, he's in the corner standing there catching and shooting, um, you know, uh, maybe coming off a screen where the defense uh, is, is backing, backing into the lane, maybe um, uh, paying attention a little bit more to the, to the, to the guy who set that screen, uh, leaving him a little bit more space for, for shooting. So there's a lot of those kinds of teams in, in the NBA uh, but I think the bad fit would be um, on, on a basketball team where, you know, the defense is kind of spread out over everybody. They're not, written, they're not kind of tilting more toward one player or another, uh, just kind of keeping everybody out of the lane, putting pressure on every shooter. Um, I, I don't think that that's a good fit for him. I, I don't, you know, in, in terms of creating and, and being the number one guy on a team in the face of these creative very um, uh, stingy defenses in the NBA. I don't think that's a great fit, but um, there are a number of teams that need shooters, that need guys that are that can can really knock down that shot on the perimeter. And then, uh, you know, once you get into that situation, now you can get in and prove that you can do other things, that you can um, um, take more of a role within that basketball team uh, as well. And I just think that's where Jimmer needs to be. Uh, be the shooter. Now you get on a team, and then when you're on that team, now show them that you can run a team. Now show them that you can um, you, you can be used in a lot of different actions uh, than just maybe um, kind of that standstill shooter. So, uh, you know, um, you know, I, you know, the, the Atlanta Hawks would be a team that that would um, that think the Cleveland Cavaliers always are in need of extra shooting. Um, he'd be uh, a very economical piece for them because they're very very far over the cap. Um, Chris, what about the the Golden uh, State Warriors? Uh, you know, the Golden State, yeah, maybe so. You know, they've lost a couple guys in, uh, certainly uh, in, in free agency. And, um, 
you know, and, and don't have a lot of money themselves. They're dishing out so many to, to a few players. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be a case. I mean, they lost Leandro Barbosa uh, to the Phoenix Suns. So, that, I mean, that, that'd be a place certainly that, um, that, he could, that I think Jimmer could thrive. I mean, you're, he would always be on the court with a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson. Uh, and in that system, uh, which is very fast-paced, very driving kick, very, you know, uh, the ball's always moving. Um, it is very. It's a great system for shooters. Um, that would be a, a, a very good fit, I think. Okay, Chris, we'll finish with this. True or false? Jimmer Fredette will be on an NBA 12-man roster when the season begins. Mm, I think the answer to that. I think the answer to that will be yes. And uh, you know, because I think a team. I think there's no doubt. To me, in my mind, I think he'll definitely be invited to a training camp, and then within that camp, he'll just knock down so many shots that a team will say, you know what? Let's just keep him on the roster and see if we can get him in and start to work him in. And I, I, I don't know if he'll finish the season with that same team, the way the NBA kind of goes and the trades and the releasing and all this kind of stuff. But I think he'll be uh, on, on a roster when the season starts, yes. Chris, fantastic stuff. We appreciate the time from the uh, Mile High City, man. We look forward to talking to uh, you in the future as Jimmer continues his NBA Summer League play with the Nuggets. I appreciate the time, guys. We'll talk soon. You got it. Chris Dempsey on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He is in a city that has had Tim Tebow as the quarterback <laughs> and now Jimmer Fredette playing with the Denver Nuggets NBA Summer League team. And I, there are so many parallels between those two, right? <laughs> There's, it, it gets brought up all the time, and I think for good reason. Who will be the best defensive player for BYU football in 2016? That is our Twitter question. Up next, is Jimmer's Summer League performance thus far a big deal or no deal? We'll debate that in 15 minutes, but it's football with David Nixon, his best defender for BYU. Welcome back, sports friends. On a Tuesday, Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Download the new BYU TV app on the fourth-generation Apple TV. You can stream live programming as well as watch BYU TV shows and sporting events anytime you want on demand. Was that a command? Uh, Not a command. It's more uh, of an option, which we strongly urge you to do. You just said it with such vigor and force in your voice. Again. Download it. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We want the best for our listeners and viewers. <laughs> this would be the best. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. The Butkus Award watch list came out today. Harvey Longy, not Harvey Kongy, is on the <laughs> list of 51 candidates. The Butkus Award given to the nation's best linebacker. Kongy's good, too, though. Mm-hmm. So. Jimmer Fredette had 18 points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal for the Denver Nuggets in their 92-81 loss to the Miami Heat last night in the Vegas Summer League. Nuggets GM Tim Conley said during an in-game interview that Jimmer is quote, one of the best shooters in the world. Kyle Collinsworth played 12 minutes and had four points, three rebounds, and an assist for the Dallas Mavericks as they lost to the Raptors last night in NBA Summer League play. The Mavs play the Celtics tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. And Keaton Kringlin went two for four with two RBI and a run, while Daniel Schneeman finished two for five with two RBI playing for the Chico Heat as they beat the Portland Pickles 9-5 9-5 to five last night in the Great West League. Our BYU Sports Nation defensive MVP David Nixon now joins the show via the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, an alumnus of the NFL and, of course, the Cougars. Dave, nice to have you back on the show, man. Did I just hear the Chico Heat in the Portland Pickles? That you did. Don't, don't pretend that you're not following those two teams. 
the Portland Pickles, man, I tell you what, they are ferocious. You watch out for those guys. I mean, honestly, if if you're the Portland Pickles, can you? I mean, can you get away with not giving away pickles during the game? And that that has, di- first of all, is it a dill pickle or a sweet pickle? Because that makes a huge difference in my mind. Hey, mad respect because they're probably drinking a lot of pickle juice, which we know prevents cramps. So yes. They're probably well hydrated and they're good players. So, hey, <laughs> I, my respect level just rose for them. Uh, we're off to a rip roar and start with David Nixon uh, on BYU Sports Nation. Why not go to Pokemon Go now, Dave? Have you downloaded the game? I have not, but my sister in law is in town and she has it downloaded. And I, she walked outside my front door and just started walking around in circles the other day. And I was like, <laughs> what, has, what has this world come to? <laughs> and you guys. We got kids meeting up at random spots and all look at their cell phone looking for a little fake creature. I don't know. <laughs> you sound a little disgusted by that, but that's <laughs> it. let's. We can go to football now. There's no. There's no reason we need to go down that path again. Thank you. <laughs> Who's going to be the best defensive player for BYU in 2016, Dave? Man, I think it's a guy that stood out for me last year and was a baller, and I think that's Kai Nakua. Um, you know, I, I think Kai, you look at his interceptions, six interceptions last year, tied now the cornerback coach, Narl Guilford, for the most interceptions at BYU uh, in a single season. Um, he had a big one, you know, against Boise State to wrap that one up. In fact, three of them came against Boise State. Um, and, and I think with, with that secondary, with how it's shaping up with Troy Warner uh, playing corner, you know, freshman, a newcomer, um, you got Mike Davis and other guys will be rotating the other corner. Micah Hanneman uh, has now moved back to safety, so that's kind of a new spot for him. I think Kai's going to have to be that solid rock foundation for that secondary uh, to command it and, and move guys around. And the 4-3 defense that, that Billy's changing to, um, you know, typically it's a strong safety that rolls down and is, is that enforcer, but we saw Kai roll down last year and, and lay some huge hits uh, on those running backs up at the line of scrimmage. and just be a, He's just a ball hawk, and he has a great knack for the ball. Um, so I expect big things out of Kai this year, him being kind of that general back there in the secondary um, and being that one constant each game uh, in and out that uh, he'll be he'll be the one making plays. And, and like I said, coming off last year, ha- having tied the, the record for, for interceptions in that season, I expect him to go out there and, and beat his uh, you know record that he's tied last year and, and go for seven-plus. Every year there seems to be a player that – I don't want to say overachieves, but kind of comes out of nowhere and and really plays well. Which defensive player do you think will be that overachiever in 2016? Well, I, there's a lot of big names on the defense, right? You got Fred Warner, who who had a great season last year. You got Harvey Longy, who you just mentioned, uh, you know, uh, named to the Buckets Award watch list. So um, you got big names in there. But one name that I think BYU will be surprised by is Francis Bernard. I mean, th- you got to remember this guy was the second leading rusher on BYU's team last year, and they move him over to defense, which is obviously the proper move because all stud athletes play defense. <laughs> um, but you've got a guy who is obviously very talented. He's quick, um, and, and he's, he's athletic. And in a 4-3 defense, you put him you know, on those outside backers, um, and, and we'll see how it plays out, but possibly the will linebacker spot. Um, you know, that's a spot that you get to really you know, run freely, and that's a spot where because it's not on the tight end side, you get a lot of blitzes coming off from that side. So I think the, you know, Coach Tuiaki and, and the rest of the defensive staff will find ways to help Francis Bernard, put him in positions to make plays and use his speed because obviously he's got great speed, as we saw last year running back. Um, and, and the transition was very kind to, to Harvey Longy. So while we know it can be done, uh, but uh, I'm excited for, for Francis Bernard. I think he'll be the one that – after the season's over, he's one that overachieved. People maybe came into the season thinking, okay, he'll, he'll be a good 
you know, service her. He'll be able to get the job done, but I think he'll come in and, and shock a lot of people. Follow him at D underscore Nixon on the Twitter machine. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU and NFL linebacker. What do you make of preseason award watch lists and the fact that Harvey Longy is included in that? Do you put any stock into stuff like that? You know, a lot of people don't. I personally do. I, I You know, you, you look at these award watch lists and it, it gets your name out there. And, and a lot of these teams, all the BYU's opponents are looking at these watch lists as well. And they're saying, oh, man, we're facing this guy this coming year. I mean, they, they've already got him on their list, and, and the kind, he's kind of already in their head in a way. I mean, they're, they're already preparing for him. So, you know, obviously no awards are won in the preseason, um, but at least gets you on the radar and it gets people looking at you. And, and more than anything, it gets you some respect. And, uh, you know, I think for BYU um, and his defense, that's what, that's what their new idea is going to have to be this year with this, with this new scheme and new coaches. And they need to get that respect and get it early because – um, they're facing a schedule that's going to be extremely tough, and uh, you know they've got to be able to have playmakers, and especially that middle linebacker spot. I go back to my days with Cameron Jensen, the general. You know, I mean, he he commanded that that whole defense. He's the one calling the plays. So to have a guy that's on the award watch list, uh, the Buckus award watch list, as your middle linebacker. Uh, is, is, is perfect for BYU's defense. Well, we've talked about Harvey Longy several times already, and expectations for him are high, and I think that's something that he welcomes. Do you think he can live up to those expectations this season? You know, I think so. I mean, he, he, showed, he showed last year uh, that he, he was a baller. I mean, I go back to the UCLA game, his interceptions, and uh, you know, just, just how he plays, and uh, he plays with passion. That's, that's one thing I love about Harvey is uh, you know, he goes out there day in and day out. He works hard. Um, but he, he's out there playing with passion. And, and you love those guys as a defensive player because you look to your leaders and, and you want those guys to be out there kind of paving the way, uh, being hard workers, and, and that's what Harvey is. And so um, I, I don't think there's anybody that's, that's better suited for, for being that captain on that defensive side than Harvey Longy. And I'm excited for him. And I think these accolades, uh, you know, his preseason accolades are fitting because um, he showed last year that he, he is a playmaker. Uh, but now this year, you know, now that you've got it, you're on the list, you've got to go out there and, and prove it. And, and you now will have teams double-teaming you. You'll have a guard and tackle trying to come up and combo on you uh, to prevent you from getting to the ball. And so, uh, you know, you've got a target on his back, and, and which, I, you know, as a, as a player, that's even more exciting, knowing that you've got teams gunning for you um, and you still have to go out there and produce. From your perspective as one that has excelled at the linebacker position at multiple levels, David, what is the biggest difference that we will see for BYU going from a 3-4 scheme to the 4-3 scheme, meaning four down linemen and just three linebackers this year? Well, it, all of it depends on those big boys up front. I mean, it's going to come down to BYU um, having the, you know, the big nose tackles, Tui Loma, Taele, uh, Tausinga. I mean, they've got to have these big bodies that can swallow up blocks because if, if you can allow those, those backers behind you to re- roam freely, then, man, this, this defense can, can excel. Um, I played a, you know, BYU, I played a 3-4, but throughout my entire NFL career, I played in a 4-3. Um, and when we had big D tackles in front of you that would get those double teams and they wouldn't let those guards or tackles or centers get up to you, uh, it made your day and your job so much easier. And, and, and with, with Francis Bernard being new to that position and with really uh, Fred Warner being kind of new to the position as far as being stacked off the line and not up on the line of scrimmage, it's going to be kind of a different vibe. And so, uh, you really got to depend on those those nose tackles, uh, those, those two tackles, and then of course the two DNs to swallow up blocks and and allow you to kind of fill gaps and, and get after it. But the good thing about the defense in a four three is everyone got one gap, and in a three four sometimes you have those middle backers have to two gap. 
but this in a four three, everyone has their assignment, and it, you can play fast, you can play downhill, um, you can get after it. And so I think this year you'll see that. I think you'll see guys that know their assignments. It's going to be probably more of a simple defense compared to, you know, what Bronco ran. Um, and so guys are going to know exactly what they have to do. And when you know what you can do, then you can play fast, and you can you can play without no you know having any worries. Am I going to be in the right gap or not? You just get to your gap, and you get there quick. And I think you'll see a, a, a defense that really swarms the ball. And in reality, they're going to have to because you look at last year and what they did against the run. I think they averaged about 140. They give up about 144 yards a game, which you know when you look at that, you're thinking, okay, that's not terrible. But then you go against the P5 schools. I mean, again, UCLA they gave up 296 yards. Michigan gave up 250 plus, and that's who you're facing the first three games. And in a lot of your games this year, you're facing P5 opponents. So you're going to have to be stout against the run. The 4-3 defense does that uh, because, like I said earlier, it's uh, it's very gap sound. You get in your gaps uh, and and you hold firm in there, and you should be able to stuff that run. All right, David. It's it's July 12th. We're in the middle of summer, still weeks away from fall camp beginning at what point do you start to feel the excitement and the adrenaline for football season it's now it's 100 percent now man i'm telling i'm telling you the month of july is here i mean we're already the middle of july and uh these guys i I can assure you they've got probably a vacation plan here the next week or two to get away clear their mind before they report to fall camp uh but the time is here i mean they're they're finishing up doing seven on sevens and workouts and things like that um it's hot outside so you're you, you know the the the, the weather is, is getting ready for fall camp. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's now. I'm telling you, it's, it's an exciting time. Once July always hits, then the countdown begins because now you're just T-minus a month away, right? And, and now that we're almost mid-July, I mean, you're just a few weeks away. So it's exciting time. So these guys are, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes in between that last game, that bowl game, and now. And, and finally you're saying, man, I'm seeing the light through the tunnel because back in, back in spring ball, that wasn't the case. But now that we're just a few weeks away, it's uh, it's, it's exciting times for sure. You have 53 days to get your golf handicap into single digits, Dave. Go to work. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> Thanks for the time, man. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He is with me. He chooses Kai Nakua as his preseason defensive MVP for BYU football. Jason Shepard went with Fred Warner. You can download the podcast to hear our specific reasoning for making those choices uh, on iTunes and check it out on the TuneIn app as well. What would you like from David there, Jason? I think he's just like every other BYU fan. He's ready. He's ready now. <laughs> it's July 12th, but you know what? Let's go. We're halfway through July. The <laughs> adrenaline is already full flow for David Nixon. Up next, Jimmer's Summer League and Pokemon Go. I know. Big deal, <laughs> no deal is next it. on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, not to fear, my friends. You can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern Time or check it out in one of the other 471 on-demand ways. You can also follow us on the social media, uh, BYU Sports Nation, at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. On Instagram, we're at BYU Sports Nation. And uh, for the Snapchatters, BYUSN. Jason Shepard has uh, hit a new high for daily output in Snapchat it, of two. It, well, it's not like it, it's <laughs> not like a New Year's resolution, but I have told myself, you know what? I'm going to embrace Snapchat. I'm going to do it. 
and and I I've I've held true. I, I'm at least Snapchatting once a day. Are you a Snap Master? No, no. Is that like a Pokemon Master? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was the correlation that I was making. <laughs> I'm glad. Our, on the same our Twitter question today: Who will be the best defensive player for BYU football in 2016? At Crazy Cook Fanatic agrees with Jason Shepard. She says Fred Warner because experience plus skills equals results. Not to mention the health yeah. factor. Hashtag healthy. Time to play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer is averaging 16 points, two rebounds, four assists, and a steal through three games in the NBA Summer League. Jason, you do the honors. I think it's a big deal, and not just because it's about Jimmer. Here's what you look at when you talk about the NBA Summer League. Be honest, it's a big deal because it's about Jimmer. Well, that's part of it. That's like (laughs) one, here's here's one A. Okay. But when you look at what the, the NBA Summer League is, players that play well in the in the NBA Summer League and, and excel, that, that clearly are, are a, a rung above the other players, those are the players that you look at as NBA guys. When you can go into the Summer League and, and dominate, and right now 16 points, his, his game high was 26 the other night. When you can do that, that proves that you're an NBA player more times than not. He, so the fact that he's doing this, I think, he, I think it is a big deal. Here's why this is a big deal. There are way more eyeballs on the NBA Summer League than the NBA D-League. And everyone's drawing comparisons. Oh, great, he was the D-League All-Star Game MVP, and he was awesome in the D-League. Nobody's watching. Well, guess what? A lot of people are watching the NBA Summer League because there's nothing else. Are you going to watch Major League Baseball? And I know the All-Star Game's tonight, but after the All-Star Game, what are you going to do? If you like sports and major sports in America, what are you going to do? You're probably going to venture in and watch some of the new guys in the NBA Summer League and Ben Simmons and one Jimmer Fredette. So because there are eyeballs here, people are talking about him. And we just heard, we just heard from the Denver Nuggets beat reporter that he thinks because of what's happening in the Summer League and Jimmer's making these crazy shots and he's back to making long-distance threes, there's going to be a team that's like, yeah, we've got a spot for him on our 12-man roster. That's why it's a big deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Denver Nuggets general manager Tim Connolly calls Jimmer Fredette one of the best shooters in the world. Jason, you taking it? He said in the world, okay? It's a big deal. This is a decision maker, and it may not be a big deal when it comes to the Denver Nuggets because as we talked with Chris Dempsey, their roster may not necessarily be a great fit because of all of the guards that they have and young guards. But when you have a decision maker, a general manager in the NBA that talks about Jimmer Fredette as one of the best shooters in the world, that can't just be one person's opinion. The, you know, that, that's, that's probably, as you mentioned, there's going to be a team that looks at what he's doing and says, you know what, we're not going to ask him to come in and be a starter. We're not asking him to be the sixth man. But to utilize what his skill set, which is scoring, yeah, I think that's a big deal when you have a general manager saying that. I like that Tim Connolly said this, but until Jimmer Fredette has solidified a spot on a 12-man NBA roster, it's no deal. Because Tim Connolly Connolly says it, yet he's not going to play, most likely, for the Denver Nuggets. Now, if there were a spot on the Denver Nuggets and they weren't so guard-heavy, would they take Jimmer Fredette? If if there were a spot for Jimmer in Denver, I would say this is a big deal, but he's not going to end up in Denver. 
So I say it's no deal because the Nuggets general manager is the guy that said it, and he's not going to be on the team in the fall. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU's Harvey Kongi, <laughs> named to the Butkus <laughs> Award watch list. Spell check. <laughs> Again, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because K and L are right next to each other on the keyboard. I'm going first on this one. I say this is no deal because Harvey Kongi is a <laughs> fictional character. <laughs> like a Pokemon? <laughs> Is not real. Now, if if they had listed Harvey Longy in the first place on the Buckus Award watch list, yeah, it's a big deal. But because Harvey Kongi is a figment of our imagination, no deal. Uh, it's a big deal because that means that BYU has two linebackers <laughs> on the Buckus Award watch list, Harvey Longy and Harvey Kongi. <laughs> Number four. I think it's a big deal because he's Harvey Kongi, and that's two yeah, Buckus yeah. Award exactly, watch lists. Exactly, yes. exactly. Uh, big deal, no deal. College football preseason watch lists in general. Uh, I say big deal because it gives us something to talk about in July. <laughs> that reason alone. Like, Content. I love, I love the preseason <laughs> award watch lists. You know, it, it, and it very rarely translates into being something of significance this early. But, yeah, it's content. It's fun. <laughs> Let's discuss who are the best players at the positions in all of college football. Big deal for me. I, I think it's a big deal, and I agree with what David Nixon said. It's, it's recognition. I mean, you have all of these players in college football, and for them to recognize you, even if they misspell your last name, it still brings recognition to you and your program. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Jamal Williams compares Spencer to a Weedle and Jerem to a Zubat. Hashtag Pokemon Go. Jamal, why are you why are you paying attention to Pokemon Go and BYU Sports Nation, first of all? Uh, I'm going to say this is no deal because I have no yes. idea. I have no, I, no I have no idea what a Weedle is. That's that's my point. No deal because I don't know if this is a fair comparison. I have no idea what a Weedle is or a Zubat. And I'm glad that Ben is the one that had to read those names first because I wasn't sure if it was Zubat, if that's how you said it. Oh, my goodness. We tweeted out a picture on BYU Sports Nation of a Weedle and a Zubat. <laughs> a Weedle looks like your friendly neighborhood caterpillar. So take that for what you will. Uh, and apparently he has the ability to paralyze uh, his opponents. So so you've got that going for just you. Just like I rip you with my vicious rhetoric that paralyzes <laughs> you in sentences. Hey, thanks, Jamal. Another hit for the middle-aged vanilla man. A Cougar named to the Buckus Award watch list and an update from Cougars and the Association next in The Whip. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Come and join the Weedle and the Zubat for the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The Butkus Award watch list came out earlier today. Harvey Longy is on the list of 51 candidates. The Butkus Award is given to the nation's best linebacker. Cougars in the association. Jimmer for dead scored 18 points, had two rebounds, two assists, and a steal for the Denver Nuggets in their 92-81 loss to the Miami Heat in the Vegas Summer League. Nuggets general manager Tim Connolly said during an in-game interview that Jimmer is, quote, one of the best shooters in the world, end quote. Kyle Collinsworth also playing in the Vegas Summer League, played 12 minutes last night, had four points, 
three rebounds and an assist for the Dallas Mavericks. Unfortunately, they lost to the Toronto Raptors. The Mavericks will be back in action tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time, taking on the Boston Celtics on ESPN2. Baseball. Current BYU baseball player Keaton yeah. Kringlin went two for four with two runs batted in and a run. And sicka sicka Daniel Schneeman finished two for five with two RBI playing for the Chico Heat as they knocked off the prestigious Portland Pickles nine to five last night in the Great West League. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund went one for four last night with a run scored for the Orem Owls. Orem lost, however, 10 to four to the Idaho Falls Chuckers. <laughs> I, what is a chucker? What does that even mean? I don't is know. it some guy that constantly shoots threes? I just lo- I love so much the names of minor league and summer <laughs> league baseball teams. Uh, at J Swag Daddy just tweeted at me and said, Nothing but love. You got to earn it to be called the OG Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I got to earn it, man. What do I need to do to earn the title to be called a Pikachu? Because right now, according to Jamal, I am a Weedle, and I have one I have one attack. I can poison people, and I've been told a by the, the Pokemasters behind the scenes that I uh, <laughs> that I am the most useless Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that you can be found everywhere, and so therefore you're just like no the, most, worth. the most ordinary useless Pokemon out there. Thanks, hey. It's all good. Still love Jamal. <laughs> love Jamal. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the rise and shout today, Jason? How about Harvey Longy? Uh, Harvey Kongi? No, 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 no. We're going to give this one to Longy. Oh, the actual Kongi hasn't earned it yet. Oh, well, was Harvey Longy even on the list, or is it still Harvey Kongi? Have they corrected that we yet? We need to go see if it's Maybe we should, we should help them out with it. Oh, they have corrected it. So Harvey Longy, Harvey Longy, yes. Harvey Longy yes. is the guy. Congratulations. Who will be the best defensive player for BYU in 2016? Maybe it is Harvey Longy. Our elite tweet of the day, at Greg Rosenhan, says, definitely whoever catches the most Pokemon in the offseason. That has to be the MVP, right? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> We need to find out from Jamal who that guy will be on the defensive side of the ball. Hey, thanks to our guests today, David Nixon and Chris Dempsey. Conversation continuing on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Download the podcast. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Nicole Williams. Weedle!